Foster and my co-host Liam Morgan who basically is a pretend surfer so he's got the hair says he goes in doesn't really just works too hard says he's doing his things with his board nah no he doesn't really it's all a lie guys honestly that's my start to the show just being nice to you put me off now do you know what I was going to say <laughs> ciao e benvenuto al episodio di questa settimana del mindful surfer Oh, right. I don't know what that means. <laughs> What's this? Is this our Italian? We've got an Italian audience. We're 102. In, in the Italian Italy. wellness charts. That's so, epic. Um, buongiorno. And uh, good to have you guys along for the ride. So good. Yeah. Just because I'm a grafter and I work and I uh, maintain my sort of walls by painting and decorating and yep. cut the grass. I want to talk about you, this, actually. You, because actually, you actually do stuff. I, I, I just... <laughs> I basically do fucking nothing well, we, ironic. and then go surf. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally all I do. Ironic that we put a post out, or rather you did a meme the other day about make time for yourself to go surf, which, yeah, yeah. which actually in seriousness we do quite a lot of, and I'm sure a lot of people would say that we do you definitely more than Going me. surfing after this. Um, but it was out at a time when I definitely hadn't made any time to go and surf, or nor did I sort of take my and our own advice by doing it, because I was... Um, too busy both actually doing work work that hopefully will pay for a new surfboard at some point. But also then the sun's out, the vibe's getting good, the weather's nice, the evenings are long. And what was I doing? Cutting the grass. <laughs> Mowing the lawn. Cutting the fucking grass. Which in itself is quite a nice mindful <laughs> exercise. <laughs> but however, I've slightly done something to my rotator cuff in this left shoulder, I think, by mowing a bloody lawn. So how many people out there are suffering surf-related injuries that will impact their surfing that they haven't picked up while surfing. There you go. There you go. So not only are you not surfing that much, one thing I also wanted to say was that you're dropping in on me too. I'm only doing it. So yeah. <laughs> it's getting worse. And I'm building a role from my own back because I've obviously done everything for Liam in this last few years to his <laughs> surfing. He's done nothing. I've just I've made sure I've done, I've, I've done it all for him. <laughs> and it's this thing where now it's fucking me over because I've said this before on previous shows where you won't really get him many ways before. And it was this thing where... Very arrogantly from my behalf, obviously. I'm looking down the line, there he is, and nah, I'll just go, because just going to be quicker. How arrogant is that? Liam's now doing it to me, so that we were surfing a super fun little right peak, which has lots of stories around it, by the way, which yeah. we can share. We were surfing this really fun right peak, and there I was, woof, on the bowl, real steep bit. And just as I look up, there he is. All I can see is these Morgan ass cheeks staring back at me, and I think to myself, what the hell? There he is. There he goes. Well, pumping down the line, dropping it, it, in on me. And I've never done it to you. I have <laughs> never, really. I've only done it mindfully because I've gone, oh, look, he's that far down the line. I'll be all right with you. And then, of course, not. I've done far more to It's always open for debate. And I'm sure there are a few people who live in and around the Devon area who are currently spitting out their protein shake or whatever else they're eating. <laughs> or, or their Frosties their or their, their Cocoa Pops or their, their proper job or whatever it is they're drinking. <laughs> Listening to you saying that other people are dropping in on you. Will is the king of dropping. I had priority as well on that wave, I think. To be fair, if you're breaking it down properly, it's, I was too deep. I was too deep. And I had this the other day, a really punchy wave. We won't disclose the name of it, um, but it's a wave nearby. And I saw a guy going on the inside who wasn't paddling 
like powerfully enough for the peak. Yeah. And he was very deep on the peak too. And it was the first wave that had kind of come in for a good while. And it was an absolute bomb. I mean, these waves were like totally pumping. I had to make that call and I did go and I could sort of sense him quite far back behind me in the sort of very corner of my right eye because I'm going left on my regular, I'm regular foot, left foot forward. And it was so fast that I just knew instinctively, intuitively that it was just like right up, bang, down the line, down the line. And it was this full on barrel and off the lips and it was an insane wave. And that call there was, yes, technically, if you're really black and whiting it, dropping in, but in surfing, it isn't as black and white as that. You're always weighing up so many little micro factors in your decision making and then eventually i hope i have humility and i have done this on a number of times if i have actually dropped in on someone and you can sense there's a vibe there to say look mate i'm so sorry i did i fully dropped in on you and i'm i'm really really sorry i didn't see you there i've never gone to the point where i've fully fully purposefully dropped in on someone if they're Mm. right right inside me i've never done that Mm. but if i did christ i'd be hopefully incredibly apologetic for being that ridiculous and greedy it's this interesting thing in surfing it's like the jesus quote you know, do unto others as you would be doing to yourself. Yeah. So if you carry that kind of eye where you are surfing and behaving in the lineup exactly how you want to be treated, yeah, um, you tend to get that treatment. Although a lot of people would probably say, nah, dang, people are fuckers. And you go, well, if you believe in that, you're going to keep attracting those. And here's the other thing while we're on the biblical well. theme as well, that, yeah, do unto others. And there's a big thing on drop-ins because we all do it because everybody makes mistakes and sometimes it's hard to read. It's a busy place, the ocean, isn't it? Especially the sun creeps back up and conditions allow people to get back in the water. And there's loads of people surfing, as we know at the moment, huge uptake during this sort of lockdown. It's also about those people who live in glass houses shouldn't throw stones sort of thing. And there is a bit of that, isn't it? Everybody's done the things that we talk about on here. It's just being mindful of it and giving yourself and other people around you a break. Big turn. And yeah, well, stop, so, and stop dropping in on me, please. Stop dropping in. Another thing I want to show about that right peak with surfing. It's a banger when it goes. It's a banger, it? banger of a wave that is that I sprayed my mate in the face. You told me last now, week. Now, listen. This was another one. You did it again. Because we were talking last week about face spray. Oh, fuck, we did. Yes. And you, you went and did it again. <laughs> so we, no, we did. And it, but that one wasn't as good. And actually, my mate did even message me saying, I got way more spray from Roy than I got from you. And I went, oh, damn it. Not as good a surfer as Rory. And I'm really not. Rory's one of our local rippers. He fucking shreds. It was a much more powerful turn. I think I really, really covered my mate in the face. That was really Thankfully, he was in the water not taking pictures because Kyle takes some excellent pictures around. People who surf in this region will will know his pictures. Absolute legend. And then the last thing I want to share is that when certain people come in the water, Mm. it can really put me off. It could be a total stranger or someone you've seen before or even a friend, you know, you're friendly with on land. Like when you're in the water... The most important thing for your surfing performance is staying in the moment, as being as free from thoughts as you can be. It's a big challenge, but just trying to bring that mind back into the moment, the mindful surfer, focusing on what you're focusing on, watching where the peaks are coming in, noticing the sets. Do you sit inside? Do you sit outside? Where are you actually laying on your board? How's your breathing? Just all these little, are you now so tired that you actually really just need to go in? Or like, you know, there are millions of little things that you're trying to be present with so that you can stay focused. And this is for me personally, the thing that puts me off that focus the most is other people. There's absolutely no question of it whatsoever. And it's going to be probably in my whole lifetime, be my biggest work on in surfing is that person has come in or this group have come in and the whole vibe has changed. Yeah. And this isn't even to say that the person who came in has anything wrong with them the issue lies with me and that's really what we've got to do we've got to remember that people who come into the lineup who affect us are mirrors and they're shining a great big reflection in your face and if you can't see that 
then you're not on that journey of inner work. You are blaming person X, person Y, and you're going to consistently not be able to overcome that and consistently have serfs that get negatively affected because mine did. And <laughs> I was getting right after right after right, little cutbacks, little floaters. And then said person comes in, energy shifts because it just did. And I had the wherewithal to go, okay, this energy shifted. I wasn't attracting waves. I wasn't getting the right peak. You know how it flows. And so Robert, I just got a pattern on the beach yeah. and I did a pattern on the beach. Then I had a super fun left. I then saw a friend again, Rory, mm. do wicked air. He was so happy for landing it that it made me happy. I got the buzz back. I got the focus back because I was so buzzed for him. And I had all that good stuff come back and the focus. And with that, then paddle back. And then, as always, I had to remember the golden rule, as Wayne Dyer calls it, right? Stop taking yourself so goddamn seriously. Yeah. Because that's what I was doing because said person was affecting me. I was taking my surfing myself way too seriously because I was like, God, I haven't got as much space. It's all. And then with that new energy came back, chat, 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 and a bit more friendly and to drop that stupid fucking ego guard that just does us no good. And then waves came again and the flow resumes. And I love surfing as this amazing experiment into where you're at. It's just constant. Where but are you at? It's why it's an amazing metaphor for life, isn't it? You, know, you talk to people who you start to get some really nice things. And thanks, everybody, for good, nice comments about the show. And most people are surfers. Some of the gang that are not saying, you know, they're just like the sort of metaphor for life that surfing provides. Therein lies the thing, right? It's you, the sum of being the five people you hang out with. But it's up to you to sort yourself out first rather than expect somebody else to either make things better or solve your problems or whatever. It starts it yourself. And as you say, that mirror thing is a huge one, isn't it? when you find somebody just sort of shifts the energy a little bit to a place that you don't want it to be. And often in the surf realm, once you sort of dial away all the safety elements and things like that, it can be as simple as yeah, just sort of how seriously you're taking yourself and the session. So true. Yeah. All right. I'm, if, not, I'm not surfing with you anymore then. Yeah, don't, don't fucking <laughs> surf me. Because I'll just hate on you. You're talking about me. Basically a cunt. Oh dear. Yeah, I know. Oh, Come on. Oh. I just, you gotta, it's, gone. it's, the, it's, gone. It's, it's the cunt counter. We're going to call it ding, that. Ding, 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 ding. How many times I say it? It's only once every, well, it's quite often, let's be honest. But one thing I wanted to say is... That's why we've got an E next to... It's explicit on the rating now for <laughs> iTunes and Spotify. It comes with a warning because of, so your, so of your filthy, so filthy mouth. What we're discussing there about vibe and how it interrelates with your surfing experience, both the performance and the joy, is it also relates to the kind of media that you digest, the kind of social media that you interact with as well. And what I mean by that is we've got this thing called WhatsApp now which I sometimes call what's crap because, yes, it has so many benefits, but goodness me, because we live in this world of you can set a time for something, but then you can change it last minute because you can, because you've got this tool messaging all the time, etc. It also means that, you know, like anything in the universe, you get these great positives, but there are loads of downsides. And the thing about groups, you have these kind of like, you know, surf mate groups talking about the swell and talking about conditions and when you're going in and when you're not going in and all these different things is they can start to sort of infect your, your vibe a little bit. I've noticed this where there's just certain groups where for whatever reason, I'm not into the vibe. And there are other groups or more one-on-ones where I am. And again, there is no judgment. If it was that, it would be the kettle calling the pot black. It would be ridiculous. It would be the whole mindless journey. There's no judgment whatsoever. It's just that there's certain people you're going to want to surf with and interact with and communicate with around the surfing world and around what's going on. And there's going to be people that you don't as much and I don't think you need to judge yourself for that be kind to yourself about who you want to interrelate with in that way I for me personally 
the qualities of someone I want to interact with around the surf world and surfing in general is someone who's kind, compassionate, open, honest, can go with between the light and the dark all in one sentence. And he's just so present that there's much less ego and all that stuff. And they're willing to support, you know, there's a real support aspect. But there are so many people listening to this, what I'm saying right now, who will this week interact with someone in such a way that actually deep down they don't really want to be. And you kind of then question, you know, why are you doing it then? Why are you keeping that string along? And I think in the end, it's because we, the ego at least, cares far too much about what people think. If you can start to drop the things that drain your vibe and drain your energy, you're just going to just have such a boost to your life and your surfing. Because we really are the average of the five people we spend the most time in. I believe in that quote so passionately. If you're surrounded by people who are loving and kind and funny and are coming from presence and their soul versus mostly ego, then you're going to be the sum of those parts as well. So, so important, that bit. And being around people who allow for your expression of whatever your art, authentic mm. self, uh, creative side is. We're hard enough on ourselves as humans around building our own. We talk about it a lot and Seth Godin talks about it, you know, that we build that sort of box around yourself and that's partly self-made. But a lot of it comes from what your perception of how other people will think of you is. And then if you're around people who don't nurture, foster, encourage that sense of creative freedom whatever that means you know that for you could mean you like to you know work in a bank and and sort of get obsessed by spreadsheets and market fluctuations that's cool that's good stuff that's your thing that's your thing it's when you try and hide what that is that you really get joy out of because of the fear that people who you spend the most time with will judge you is a really challenging place to be and some of that realization comes with age and you know getting older and, and sort of realizing what's important to you in life so if you can kind of grasp that a little bit younger and just start to sort of, if we as humans, we said before, just allow people to breathe a little bit more, whatever it is that they want to express, then the world is a happier, more chilled out, more creative place. Well said, my man. There you go. I'm on my soapbox there now. Proper soapbox. Hey, it's it's fucking ace. Isn't it? Soapbox with your surfing hair flapping. I know. In the wind. Well, I'm only doing it on for Instagram. That, on top of that, but you're just doing it for the show. I, I'm just, you know, I'm only here for the image of surfing. Because I'm obviously a ripped, young, blonde-haired lad from Cali. <laughs> you're so self-deprecating, yeah. but actually, you're far better looking than you let on. If you're into a very uh, exhausted-looking Shia LaBeouf, then I'm a good-looking guy. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good way of really describing yourself, out, actually. Shia LaBeouf. That's quite good. The thing I wanted to mention before we move on is talking about, you know, make time for yourself to go surf, which is what we spoke about on social media, is that um, it's funny when you're trying to convince a friend to go surf because you want that social aspect. Because let's be honest, a joy shared is a joy doubled. Yep. And that is the goddamn truth. That's why having surfing friends that you really want to be around is, oh man, makes it so much more enjoyable. And that's a character thing too. I think some people maybe just want to just have that solitude. So it's not for everyone, but I think for me personally, it is. And I know for you too, or maybe it's not. Maybe, maybe a, joy, a joy shared with Will is a joy halved. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's certainly a number of waves halved with all your drop-ins. Well, that's, you there you go. Yeah. There you go. My hog in the lineup. You sort of end up turning into, and we've all done this. Listen, we've, all, we've done this with partners, with bosses, with friends, with anything, where you're trying your best to influence someone with your sort of, uh, your bias. So, you, you know, it's, it, this, the sky is so blue, and dude, you've got to come up because it's this. And oh, look, I've just, oh, oh, look, I've just seen a, a left peak that was just barreling on the inside. And oh, that's cool. And you could be doing this thing on your board, and you could try that. And I was like hammering you with, and then you'd come back with, Liam does this well, by the way. You come back with your sort of very, very pragmatic answer. It's just, you're good at this. You just, well, you see, they've got this and they've got that, I've got this to do. And it, 
you know, it's it's 60% unlikely, but there's a four. I'm like, (laughs) so you're not coming. And you're like, well, no, you tease me enough to, to make me think, oh, he might come. He might come in the sea. Surfing's interesting like that. It's a solo sport. But to me, there's no doubt that when it's shared in the right company, it turns into something really magical, doesn't it? Yeah, a big time. On the serious note, that make time for yourself to go surf is a very important thing. You know, make time for yourself. Simple as that. That, for us, is surfing. But as we are walking this line of life and responsibilities that come with it, there are things that will stop that flow from time to time because that is life. You know, family, friends, work, occasions, all of those things prop up. So it's about kind of navigating that ride, isn't it, of when is the time that you can do it. But to sort of get the balance too skewed in favour of never doing it and then being a martyr to a life that you don't want to live and say, well, oh, I can't do it because, and there's always an excuse. You really in life can do what you want. It's just when to do it and how to do it is the big thing. Damn straight. Well said. There we go. Ooh. Love that, dude. Love that. How we translate that into Italian now, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And we only said one really full-on swear word once or maybe twice. You did it twice because I'm keeping... And talked about coming just once. I think we're off to a good start, dude. That's not bad. I'm going to start printing out and sending bingo cards to listeners so that they can mark off the Will's naughty words list. Well, yeah, but also we didn't talk about pubes. How is the man bush? How is it holding up? Is it getting stuck in your wetsuit? I mean, be honest. Let's get to it. It's an important thing. <laughs> I don't have any problems with it, really. It um, doesn't get that long. 70s style. Do you go full? <laughs> you, go, you go fucking, you're telling me you go full, you know, Ron Burgundy, absolute full bush. Just imagine it's uh, 70s. It's like it's almost man. creating like a little bit of poof just in your suit. Like it, I've got no idea it's what that you're strong. Talking. I don't know. Have I arrived at the wrong show? Listen, we talk about everything. There's no stun and turn. That's the whole point of the show. That's another thing that's going on the uh, Will's bingo card. Well, there is something called Hutter's Crutch. Now, we have a hut uh, on the north coast of where we live. It's, a, it's an old family heirloom. It's a beautiful place to be. There's no electricity, no running water, no modern amenities, but it just means you really reconnect with nature and all these wonderful things. One thing about being off-grid like that, and it's by the waves too, it's just magical. The one thing about being off-grid like that is you get this thing called Hutter's Crutch. It's the gradual development of friction slash sand slash kind of butt juice slash okay <laughs> slash slash pee. You're just not able to get that deep clean because of the showering aspect. Now this is where you take on the uh, <laughs> as my brother called it the Saunton Gauntlet. Now what this is, this is we just revealed the spot there. There's a set of showers there, and if it's late enough in the evening, you know, sun setting, and you're just rinsing off after. He takes in the surf with him like a little, tiny little thing of, of shower gel. Yeah. And just after, rinsing off, as you do, da-da-da, pulls his suit down to his waist, as you do, and taking the salt water off, and then just very, 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 very quickly, squidge some shower gel on your palm, yep. whip your suit off of your ass cheeks, and just get right in there. <laughs> just get right in there with the shower, with the soap. And if someone wants to watch, if they happen to be there then perfectly natural, normal. We all need to clean. So that's there. Thank you. Segways. I don't know whether you've gained as listeners or lost as listeners. (laughs) We were doing all right until this week. Every time I do on those things, (laughs) we'll lose. We'll lose. We'll gain someone, maybe. Hey, hope you're enjoying the show. If you connect with what we do here at The Mindful Surfer, why not share it with your friends? Or go on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Because the more ratings we have, 
the more likely it is Liam and I can come back week after week and keep building this community of mindful surfers. Now, let's get back to the show. Segment number two, the mindful surfer. Just a little moment to raise the awareness. So take a deep breath in through your nose. And breathe out slowly. When you breathe in now, try and breathe in on four seconds. So one, two, three, four. Hold your breath. And then breathe out for eight. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Deep breath in for four. One, two, three, four. Hold your breath. And breathe out for eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Just one more breath. Breath in through your nose. Two, three, four. Hold your breath. And then breathe out slowly. Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one. Great stuff. Breathing is incredibly applicable for the performance and joy of surfing. And in particular, I felt that power the other day, surfing early in the morning. So the body's just waking up. It was kind of pumping. So you really need to be focused. Good crowd, you know, good surfers, and generally everyone's ripping. And I found myself losing focus. I just had a wave where I'd got absolutely worked, didn't make the takeoff, hit the bottom and sort of bit rattled, right, carry on, getting quite tired. You know, like I said, it's early morning, da-da-da trying to find myself in the right spot because a few good surfers there that seem to be sort of dominating that part of the peak. And then I'm in here and I'm just a bit discombobulated, basically. I just noticed it. My breathing was so shallow. And so took myself to one side, just checked in with the breathing, just like you just did. And it made a huge difference. It's kind of night and day. If my breathing goes short and shallow and tight, my surfing tends to represent the same as what my breathing is doing. And there's a little mantra that I use sometimes if it's particularly heavy, and this might seem weird to a lot of people, but for me it works. And it's just this little, it's just using the word just love. And what it does is just pre-takeoff on a proper, proper bomb. It just brings the focus in. I don't know why, just that one word, because it's just, because it's such a powerful word. Yeah. And it kind of seems to bring all my synapses into firing line and um, just kind of works for me. But yeah, if my mind's elsewhere and my breathing's off, it just doesn't, don't perform anywhere near as well. Well, Do you find about, the same? Yeah, it's about relaxing. Like I was saying, I think last week we're talking about, for me, on that sort of curve of trying to work out improvements and there's different things to dial from a kind of performance perspective. But a really big part, because it's mindset, really big part of it for me was the treading of a middle ground between high praise and low criticism of myself and not allowing those two things to skew either the session that I'm in or the subsequent sessions. It's hard because, you know, we're human. So you kind of want to ride those highs as high as you can. And it's not falling down into the depths of the low when it comes because that's the inevitability to it. The, there will always be a counterbalance to whatever you're experiencing. And if you're in a deep pit, then you will know that there's a sort of sunlit upland somewhere in, to come along and vice versa. But I think what I was doing, which was impacting a bit of enjoyment, but also more so the kind of ability to pick myself up again was really wearing the lows of mistakes, let's call them, in surfing heavier than I should have done because you give yourself a hard time. You know, you, often if you're on this path, you can be your own worst critic and sometimes there's a healthy bit within that because it allows you to assess and go again and improve. 
but its worst gives you a sense that oh, it's not going very well. And so leveling that up a little bit so that you think, okay, it just is what it is. That wasn't that good. And the great times were, that was good, but you know, I'm going to strike that balance has helped a lot when it comes to just kind of getting the most out of the session and also allowing then the growth to come as well. You know, what do I now need to practice? What do I need to do to not do that again or to get better and to improve? But it is that whole thing about, you know, being pervious to both Mm. high praise and criticism because it helps you just kind of keep that flow going. I try and really think about that. Again, that also comes back to a little bit of breath work because as soon as you start in the realm of water slapping and getting frustrated and taking that frustration out on yourself or blaming things like board waves, other people, so on and so forth. It just is a downward spiral, isn't it? So trying to elevate those moments and just slightly dampen the higher moments so that you've got a bit more consistency of where you're at in the water. But it starts with sometimes coming back to that place that you've just gone through there, Will, about breathing, recentering yourself even in those situations. It's helped massively for me. It's really cool. There's a great friend of mine who once remarked that a mistake isn't a mistake if took on and took in what it was teaching you. Yeah. There's a lovely way of looking at it. You break that word down, mistake. And it was the first time I'd ever looked at that word so differently. And thank you to Simon. I'll shout out. And it was really profound because you might have, let's say, fallen off, right? Screwed the takeoff. Let's put that out there and say that that's possibly surfing, still surfing's hardest bit is how you time that takeoff from where you get your positioning in the wave, the first bit of that wave, the first, let's say, three seconds of the wave. After that, the actual cruising, gliding, and all that stuff is where it gets, this is not easier, but simpler, should we say, right? But mistake is to not take in what you learned. And therefore, for me, what I've taken in over years and years of taking off on waves when I've not really made them like I could have, is just how goddamn hard on myself I am. It's quite remarkable. As I've grown in awareness of my mind, it's like, jeez, there you are being so hard on me. And it's, let's call it egoic mind. Because in a way, I know it's less. I know there's less of it there when there's not people around. That's a nice way of knowing that it's your ego. Yeah. Extra hard on itself when there are people around. Because clearly you're in this caring thing of caring too much about what people think. And that's normal. Geez, we're never going to get away from that. Again, we talk this every week. There's no running away from the ego. No. I think the more you try, the more the more ego you find yourself in. But you're just raising your awareness it, of it. It goes all the way back to that whole thing. And actually, places like the wave are probably... <laughs> we joked about our first session there. got no photos. And we got some from the, the very last one before it locked down. But it's amazing the difference. We're related to surfing. That seeing a picture of yourself surf or seeing footage of yourself surf can change what was the in the moment experience of that particular session so you've had a great time it felt amazing but then looking at a picture makes you you know retrospectively you've then not enjoyed the session Mm -hmm. as much because you've Mm -hmm. seen something that doesn't live up to whatever expectation or ego wants of your surfing that's crazy and i think that's why you know bang on a little bit about social media and not getting caught up in that sort of comparison zone because if it feels great it's great don't let then the sort of visual aspect of it or somebody else's interpretation of it, ruin what was an immensely great feeling for yourself. Because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's just about the feeling. Seeing something back or hearing something. Mm. It's like, you know, learning to play like the piano. I was trying to sort of kick around with that, you know, as much as I can as the kids learn and I sort of in lockdown. And, you know, if you had an audience, they might critique it. Or if you heard it back, you might go, oh. But if it feels good and you're happy with the way you string those notes together or you're happy where you string that turn together or where you take off on the wave, 
then screw everybody else. It's not for them, is it? It's art. It's for you and your expression of it. If someone only listens to this show once, or even just gets a little vibe from our posts or whatever, and never listens to it again or reads our posts again or whatever, it's the one thing that I think we both would agree that we stand for the most, that um, it's about that. When you make it about that, the feel, and not how it looks, you've got the magic there. That's the one. I've had so many times where I've not produced the spray that I thought I had or it wasn't as big a wave as I thought it was or whatever. In fact, that came up the other day. Kyle, amazing photos. I was on this amazing right at our local. It was an absolute bomb. The takeoff, it's an airdrop. It felt huge. I felt my first turn felt beautiful. It was all so much flow. And I looked at the photo and it didn't represent that mm. at all. It sort of, it tarnishes what we're all after, which is the joy. I think it is a tool. Yeah. It can be useful, can't it? You've got to separate the two things. So if you're looking at technical performance and technical improvement, it's a very important tool. There's no question of that. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying. But if you're looking at what was your enjoyment level in that session, and therefore, if you see something that doesn't match up to your egos or whatever idea you have of how you're doing it, that it makes you feel worse about yourself, and that's not what it's about. Technical video analysis is really important, and I have benefited from that, and I will continue to do so, and I hope I get more of it. It's a bit like that thing when you come out of the surf and you've had a great time and you look back at the sea and think, where have the waves gone? Well, they were just exactly the same, but when you're in there, it feels bigger and it feels more powerful and you're getting all of that sort of negative ion sort of stuff rushing around and then you step out of it, it doesn't look like it felt. It's very true. And don't worry about what it looks like because the feeling uh, is everything. Yeah, yeah, it's everything. Signal number three, Mind Body Stoke, things Liam and I have been working on with our minds and bodies to raise a stoke. For me, I was overhearing... Uh, not eavesdropping, but I just, he was just had a very loud voice. I was overhearing someone talk about life and surfing and chores and all these things. And the tone he was using and what he was saying was around the lines of, nah, mate, I can't go in on that swell, this thing, because um, oh, I've got just got too many chores to do. And I don't know what he was doing, some DIY thing or whatever it was. And um, and he wore it very heavily and, and seemed, his voice tone, a bit pissed off. Now, whether he was or wasn't doesn't really matter because it just raises the insight that we discussed at the beginning of the show. And what it is, is we've got have two activities in life and we've got want two activities. And are we going to be happier overall by increasing our want two activities in life, in your diary, in the week, and reducing the have two activities? Possibly. That's the answer. Possibly. The reason why I say possibly is this really, this insight boils down to you and your quest of understanding you. Because although it may seem to me like he was doing a have-to activity, this chore thing and whatever. But for him, underneath it all, underneath all the layers of crust of complaining and moaning, that might be actually a want-to activity when you swing it around enough, you know, because it aids, let's say, the children and it aids the balance in the house with the partner. All the so in the end, it becomes a want-to activity, really, it does, just in a roundabout way. And that might be his deal. Now, I'll use myself as an example because people have labeled me for years as selfish and will continue to to the day I die. And yes, I am. But the way I frame it is I'm not selfish. I'm very, very good at self-care. Because for me, selfishness is taking away someone's energy. That's the only way I see selfishness. Selfishness is when you're making someone feel smaller or less than you to boost yourself. Yes. That is the one selfish act that the universe has, I believe. Mm. But to not even think in those terms, to not even have your mind go into the, what I should do, what I shouldn't do, to have it not even go there, but to more just go, does my vibe 
say yes to this next moment, this next hour, this next two hours, this next day? Does my vibe and just everything around it say yes? If it does, follow it. Because you're going to still have that little voice. There's going to be that little voice that goes, yeah, but what about this? And you have been doing a lot of that. And they might think this. And you got that to do. That voice never, ever goes away. But for a lot of people, I'd say most humans, big statement is, I'd say most humans have this deeper wanting, but allow that little niggly voice of what you should do to override the deeper, much more intelligent system that's within, which is the body. Because in the end, you really can surf more. And you really can be happier and you really can be so much healthier. You just got to mainly not give a fuck what people think. (laughs) (laughs) That's the goddamn truth. Because the amount of times I've had people criticize the way I am is I got a list. I mean, Jesus, dude. And it's warranted too. I know, (laughs) I know I am how I am, but it goes way. I mean, dude, the amount of times. Yeah. Because of how much surfing I do. and And that's cool. That's your shit. That's not mine. Well, here's the thing on that. It's very easy because, again, it makes people feel good to, let's not call it criticise, to make a commentary on other people's lives in the pursuit of making themselves feel better or sound better or give themselves a rationale for what they're doing. If you're honest with yourself, you know when you're doing that and where it comes from, if you're aware of these things. And to an extent, it kind of comes back to that thing of you can always provide excuses and reasons why you wouldn't do the things that you might want to do. And rewinding it all the way back to and this is a path, I'm not there, it's kind of getting there, is that the less you care about what other people think of you, but actually almost that you care less about what people you don't know think about you, because that's often where it comes from. You know, as humans in this consumer society, often you sort of spend lots of time doing and acquiring and being things in order to impress people that you don't know, right? That's an old, the old adage. But if you surround yourselves with people who have got your best interests at heart and they accept you for what you are and for what you do and what you love, then you have no one to apologize to. Because often the people seeking the apology for you living your best life for yourself are those people that either don't understand the life that you live or don't know you <laughs> very well. And that's the craziest thing. And so to be held back by opinions of people who are either not known to you or not necessarily important is a very, very difficult place to, to be And when you're trying to kind of break free of that. And Jim Carrey talks about it. I mean, he's gone on a wild journey, hasn't he, Jim Carrey? His thing about true freedom, but he's pulled this from all the aspects of philosophy around that, is not giving a shit what anybody thinks. Mm -hmm. As soon as that bit's gone, there is a sort of freedom to breathe that just wasn't there before. But it's a very hard thing because we're a sort of, we we kind of want to be accepted by whatever tribe we live in to wear that coat because um, we fear this sort of rejection. We fear being ostracized by the people around us. It is a tricky one to sort of go against what, let's say, convention suggests you should do. Mm. That could be work-wise. It could be the way you live. could be where you spend your pastime, you know, what you're into. If you can drop all of that, then there is some sort of harmony around the corner for certain. Not worry about what other people think of that. Mm. So true. It's hard to do, though. And, and, and it's one of those ones where and we discussed this before about tit for tat. You, let's say, have partners at home while you're out gallivanting in the ocean. Is if we based it on tit for tat, like, okay, well, Will, you've been in the water X amount of hours, so I'm now going to have Y yeah. amount of hours to myself. If we did it like that, <laughs> I would be fucked, basically, because um, <laughs> my dear wife well, would have millions of millions of hours in the bank. She'd be living in the Maldives she'd be, for the next 15 pretty years. Much, <laughs> pretty much. But like you said, that's not how the universe works. You remember the universe is no time. 
So when you're present, you're just present. It's like my, when my buddy said to me, and I was like, oh, I feel bad about leaving the dog in the house for six hours or whatever many hours it was. And he was a dog handler. This is in London. And um, he went, the dog doesn't have any idea how many hours you've been. As long as it's had its, let's say, gone to the loo and whatever, it, you'll turn up and, oh, it's the same. What was the time? Well, now? What was the time earlier on? Now? <laughs> so when you're present and you're with a present partner, there's no adding up or subtracting. It's just, why the hell would you do that? It's, just, it's making it stressful for everybody and, and the whole energy balance shifts. That's really what I'm grasping here. If you feel like your energy balance is imbalanced, mm. then make some adjustments so, and just trust in the universe that it's going to work out for you. Yeah. And also remember you're human. So in yeah. the same way, drawing that line all the way back to surfing, in the same way that you fall off on some takeoffs, you'll not complete your cutbacks. You'll, all of the things that you're trying to improve at, same with life. You won't get this right. Probably, Ever. But it's about keeping on that sort of stepping forward and that growing. Journey. And that helps create satisfaction. And for me, and, and whether this resonates, and this year we've had of kind of, let's call it lockdown, or a different way of living. And I know for some people that's been harder than for others, and I get all that. But this kind of idea where there's a construct that would always say, and you watch all these programs, we're talking about Ben Fogel's Escape to the Wild and all of this stuff, and we fetishize some of that life. But at the same time, we also, as humans, particularly in this country, go, when I'm 60 or when I've finished work, I'm going to go and do all the things that I want to do. I'm going to retire to the sea. Well, if that's what your objective is in life, why not jump if you can? Just jump. And sometimes the barriers that are there are your own barriers. And I know that I'm talking to myself. Uh, and if you step over the line and see what happens, at least you've had a go. Damn and, straight. Uh, and I think like anything, have you had a go at a cutback? Well, it doesn't matter if you never complete one, but if you're trying, you're getting somewhere. Damn straight. When I was living in London, I had a belief that there weren't enough clients for me to be successful and create a business by the coast down where we are now. I'm originally from here, from this part of the world, but moved to London to you know, pursue my career. I wasn't even into surfing at that time. And it, actually, ironically, I got into surfing when I traveled down from London. And it's amazing now because I'm, I'm actually running a, a successful business here, having previously thought there wasn't enough money down here to be doing so. And it's amazing how the paradigm shifts. But importantly, or most importantly, it has to shift within first. You can't wait for life to change for you to then change your beliefs. As in, you can't wait for it to fall in your lap for you to then go, oh, okay, yeah, no, I, no, it can work. It can, will work out. You've got to create that from within. Is when you create that trust from within in the universe that you can have your dream life, let's call it that, you're creating um, what Joe Dispenza calls your abundant attractor. You're feeling the feelings that it will work out before it's worked out. And because you're feeling those feelings, the universe will conspire to allow that, whatever it is you want, for it to just work out. And for a lot less effort and a lot less stress than we think. And that's what I've learned massively about lifestyle in the last X amount of years. When I was in my 20s, I, I would have listened to someone like me. If I'd heard this kind of podcast, I'd have gone, the fuck is he on about? Same. Idiot. Yeah. What a twat. A fair few swear words today. You have. I've got. Yeah, I love how you I've nearly you got. Have. I've nearly got a line on the uh, Will swear word bingo. Yeah. Is I would have just gone, oh, nonsense. And now it's just the, just the truth. Yeah. I would have done the same. I mean, although I have to say there would have been little hooks that you go, hmm. Again, it's the things that you've not discovered or you won't allow yourself to. Maybe some of that just comes with age. We make the mistakes that lead us, like you say, the mistakes that you kind of grow from them. 
but you go, oh yeah, I can sort of hear a little bit of that, but oh, no, I'm not ready. I'm kind of not ready to to listen to that stuff yet. Mm-hmm. But there's a, probably always a little yearning there, and if you're kind of interested in it, then don't be held back by what the other people around you think mm-hmm. you think they might think of you. I think that's the vibe, isn't it? Damn straight. And I always remember listening to a Tony Robbins talk, and he talked about three people in the world generally in relation to your creativity. One being the all in. So you know, let's say before you listen to this podcast, you were already practicing meditation kindness, compassion, health, all the things that you call mindfulness work, let's say, you then got the second group kind of waking up a little bit more to the true selves and on that journey. And then you got the final group, the group who are just so stubbornly within the realm of that's a load of shit. You got those three groups and we're never, ever, ever trying to get that third group to be convinced that if you wake up to your mind, then things will change and your surfing will improve and your life will transform. Because the more you try and do that with someone like that, the more energy and fuel you're giving their aggression against it it's like you're giving them something to push against so the only groups you're really talking to are those first two and what's really interesting is you might be listening to our podcast week by week and not even knowing why you might actually not even like it but for whatever reason and that's your soul that's the universe there's a little thing inside you just no no i'm just gonna listen to that again it's the way they're talking about stuff is hmm And that's because you are waking up. Now, we didn't do that for you. No other mindfulness teacher did or has done or ever will do. You did it yourself. There was one moment you had maybe where you just went, fucking hell, I'm not my mind. There had to have been for you to want to just, oh, that's so different. There's something else in there. It's why we should never force anyone to do anything. And we've had criticism. We've had a bunch of it. Yeah. Well, you are. It's going to happen. I may, me, me. Who's that northern bloke talking about? Bloody surfing. What does he know? (laughs) Just one more thing on that. We might do an episode on this about the sort of work-life balance. We sort of touched on it in the very early days of the show and a bit about like how work impacts surfing, but also in a way how companies expect you to be something. And I, just an experiment even. The more we I've got into this show, I'm trying to bring more of that into work as well. And I think one of the key things that we can do as humans is try and just be a bit more authentic. So to let people be themselves and to not have them wear a shield because they think you expect something of them. If we could get into that vibe in certain organizations, I think life might be a bit more positive energy that comes from that rather than people pretending to be something that they're not. And therefore, there is always a resistance within them rather than saying, this is me, this is what I'm doing this for, and we're all going to work together as a team and see what happens because of this. I'll come back to that another time. Definitely. Dude. Yeah. Have you got anything you want to share on mind, body, and stoke? I mean, I talked a bit about proper job and uh, my love of uh, all things that come out of the fridge and have a slight alcohol content to them. So just try not to fall off the wagon too much because we're doing some really good work on uh, surf fitness and surf improvement. And lately, there's been a little bit of an imbalance, I think, in that as a sort of work has, uh, has crept up in intensity. So it's just forgiving myself for being human. I know there'll be a lot of people who listen to this who do that with regards to uh, a coldie after a nice surf and there's nothing like it but just making sure that sort of i don't let that become too much of a a kind of negative thing where it's sort of it's a habit that forms and um and i don't sort of keep the gains that i'm making through some of the sort of training that we've been doing some of the fitness stuff that we've been doing some of the sort of diet hacks that we've been doing it's maintaining consistency of improvement but also not giving myself a hard time when i uh, embrace my love of all things St. Austell Brewery and Proper Job. And they still haven't sent me a creative it, by the way. And I'm very upset about that. Well, that's that's disappointing. <laughs> and I've but, also but, got to be very, very honest with the listeners that I just went for a wee. Yeah. Liam was talking entirely to himself. I've done this a few times. I this do is, this a I'm lot. letting out a secret here. This is one of the secrets of the show. 
Was... I basically wee while Liam talks and then I come back and then say, this is a compliment. It's just a backhanded one. So as I was leaving the door, I was like, is Liam going to be all right? Just on his... And I thought, yeah, Liam would be right on his own. He could talk for England. And who is the kettle calling the pot black? Because we could both fucking bloody talk. bloody shuts up that lad, does he? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> When's Will going to shut the fuck up? But go on, dude. So I was just talking about giving myself an easy time for enjoying those bits that sometimes interrupt the flow of my fitness improvements. So it's just, you know, getting, yeah, the, yeah, getting yeah. the balance right. But as we said, it's about what it feels like. And yeah. if it feels good, then absolutely give yourself an easier time for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But what I don't want to do is interrupt some of the gains that we're making on surf fitness because it really is helping. Paddling, takeoff, performance, all of that stuff. The motivation to not lose those gains is pretty high, but so is sometimes the motivation to pop the cap on a uh, lovely coldie after a surf, and especially is, as the weather gets better. And, it, and is that beer and nuts and beer and crisps? Because for me... Beer and crisps. Beer, yeah, honestly, gee, oh my goodness me. If you're going to mess up your surfing for something, make it beer and nuts or beer and crisps or that combo. I mean, mess it up for that and then just wear it after that you're still carrying a few too many pounds. <laughs> Hey, I said nothing. You started laughing. I'm not judging you. For me, it, actually, on that, I um, my thing is sugar. I know yours is more savoury, but my thing is sugar, and it's like dark chocolate and little date bars, and and it's all sugar, by the way. Because actually, it's interesting because people say, "Oh no, that's healthy. That's dark chocolate and naked bars." They're called, you know, these like date and almond yeah. bars, and all the end of the day, it's sugar. What I've started to realise in my body, and what I've noticed in the research that I've done, is that sugar just generally even fruit sugars, is not a great thing. Now, that there's lots of variation with that, obviously. Inflammation is like a bathtub. My bathtub is pretty darn high already because I have an autoimmune condition called psoriasis, a skin condition. So my body is in a different realm to a lot of others. So I can tolerate fruit sugars even less than other people. But that's the thing I'm always working on. And I, I'm definitely too hard on myself when I have done things like last night, I just made some banana pancakes. And just the sheer fact it's got banana in affects me a little bit the next day. Really? I went to do my stretches and they're a bit tighter and I went to move a bit through my lunch work and stuff that I do each morning and it was all a bit heavier and everything compared to the previous day. Hey, that's the consequence of having joy hit your mouth. And the thing we've talked about, and this is where it's really important, I think, to really try and dial down or dial up your good stuff and dial down the stuff that you know doesn't do you good is because it's called the joy scale. If you actually look at it, if surfing gives you three hours of joy in that time, that surf you have, and the more healthy you are for that, the more joy you'll get. Because it's the absolute damn truth. When I'm in my peak, peak health, I have more fun surfing. I do. But, you know, when you look at that against five minutes of chocolate, so long it lasts, let's say, you do the maths. It's just, and I think don't have it in the house. That's the biggie. I always think if you're going to do this hack of, you know, leaning out, being as healthy as you can be, getting the most from your surfing, if you really, truly just want to have that, be a thing that you do is just don't have it in the house it'll call you from the fridge yeah. come get me hello will i'm a date and nut bar and you know you want me that's how they speak by the way date and they, nut no, bars. That's, that's what, <laughs> that was quite <laughs> i like that i like that dude you're funny sometimes that's kind of cool <laughs> sometimes not it? segment number four surf media anything you want to share oh, this is not surf media but just if anybody's so why interested, are you saying it because I'm just going to say it. Oh, fine. My bloody show, I say what I like, man. I say what I like. Just revisiting. So there's two things here, just before you get into it. One, talking about authentic human. I rewatched some sort of Billy Conley stuff the other night because, you know, he's kind of, you know, he's aging and he's got Parkinson's. He wears that very authentically as well. And, and the way he tells his life story, he's always been somebody that I would say, you know, you get people who don't surf but are mindful surfers. And Billy Conley, for me, 
with the way he just wears life with a smile, but he can be deep as well. And he's authentic and he's open and he's interested in people and he wants the best for people. I love it. So, I mean, not specific to any show, go and check him out if you haven't, if you listen to this overseas and you don't know him very well. He's a Scottish comedian who is also a great actor and a great human. And, and I think the world would be a, a sorrier place for his passing when he eventually goes, but he's left so much good stuff. I've been watching a bit of that recently and it always puts a smile on my face and makes me feel all the better for being here. He's the one comedian who can make me laugh the most consistently out of each clip that there is of him. And I've obviously watched, like, we all have a lot of different comedians, but he yeah. he is, for me, the original best. And I think a lot of people would agree. And um, there's something unique about Billy that, like you said, he is so authentic and he's telling his stories absolutely from his truest self. And then that's what really makes the biggest difference. So when he swears, it's just so real, it's him, and it's just nothing forced. And he's very remarkable and incredibly soulful human being because a lot of comedians can really wear the ego of, oh, I'm a comedian, and then have quite a dark life outside of this wonderful thing they do on stage. There's a lot of comedians who committed suicide and yeah. had very dark existences yeah. behind the scenes. In Billy, you can just see and tell it's just not in that yeah. realm. He obviously has an ego like everyone, yeah. but you must, must check him out. If you've never heard of it, Billy Connolly, yeah, he's well, a true legend. Yeah, trooper. What about you, dude? What have you been watching? I saw Ben Gravy go to Puerto Rico and... It was just a moment, a flutter of, oh, I could really be there right now. And what it did was rather than kind of like de-energize me and make me sort of compare, which I have done many times before, I'll be very happy to admit that, it was more that I was like, that's coming. That tropical surf or that dream surf trip or, you know, it's just a feeling like, yeah, just believe it's coming. And if you're landlocked listening to this, if you're you know, wanting to get abroad to, you know, whatever for surf. And you just, because we've been living in these strange times and not being able to travel, just have that underlying good feeling. Try and generate a good feeling of just what it's going to feel like when you get your feet in the sand. What's going to feel like when you smell that surf wax, when you put on just board shorts to go surfing? I mean, what about that for an idea, right? Keep generating those good feelings about it. And I guarantee you, it'll come. It'll come very soon. We don't know when. Try not to get wrapped up in that because that's going to make things worse. But just know it's coming. Yeah, always. It's always coming. There you go. Good um, stuff. Great stuff, guys. Thanks and for having us. See you soon. Nice one. Bye.